0: Breakfast puppies?
1: This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
0: You're listening to the Glitter Boys. I want to talk house rules again. If you got a few minutes, I do, you know, I got all the time you need NPC.
1: (laughs) Let's, let's, let's put some polish on this. So I've been mulling over this concept of the palladium character stats, the eight attributes. Now Mm -hmm. I've always loved them because I started with them. That was how I started role-playing and I like the fact that there's 8 of them instead of 6 of them because 8 is better than 6 <laughs> and the, the stats of course go to higher numbers than D&D. They're like oh uh, you got an 18 well I got a 30 fuck you kind of thing <laughs> my problem with the stats I've had this problem off and on throughout the years that I've been playing it keeps coming back in my head keeps nagging me is that the stats are ultimately pointless once you're, you've used them especially the low stats they actually have no point whatsoever. Any stat that is below a 16, which if you're doing 3D6 down the line is going to be most of them, Mm -hmm. is pointless. It's simply there as an eyeball comparison. Only those that are 16 or higher, or depending upon which game you're playing, some of them start at 17, only those give you actual tangible bonuses, modifiers, affectations, to the game that you're going to be playing, yeah, and it, it you're just like I have all this real estate on my character sheet for these numbers that I'm never going to use.
0: Well, most systems tie some of that into saves as well, but in 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 terms of like skill, yeah, I mean it's there, there's nothing there.
1: So I was thinking, Palladium. I mean, it's a skill heavy game, shitload of skills. Every game on the back of it has like has printed, you know, 194 skills or something. It's 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 one of the one of the eras, one of the hallmarks of the 90s was printing how many classes and skills there are in the game on the back of the book. Yeah, that's true. Come to think of it. Plating's got a shitload of skills, but the only stat that ever affects your skills by default is intelligence, which adds like a, a piddling percentile bonus. So what if we got rid of all of the base skill percentages and instead base them directly on the stats. Your language skill would be based on your IQ. Mm -hmm. Your um, gymnastics abilities would be based on one of your physical attributes and that kind of stuff.
0: Would it still go up level-wise or?
1: Yep. Okay. So we just use the stats as the foundation. Like, let's say if it's a... This is a few different approaches we could take. We could, we could say it, it could be a combination of three stats or two stats, uh, or it could be a, a stat doubled, you know, or if it's an advanced skill, it could just be the stat, uh, you know, something like surgery, an advanced skill that you have to hone over time could just be based on uh, either your intelligence or your physical prowess or however you wanted to do it. But other things yeah. like like gymnastics could be a combination of physical strength and physical prowess whereas wrestling could be a combination of physical strength and physical endurance kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And boxing could be all three. Yeah. With a negative to physical beauty. <laughs> yeah, every time for every ooh, ooh 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 oh it could be a random roll, right? Whatever your total boxing base ability is, at the start of character creation then you roll percentile and if you get under that ability you also get some kind of a disfigurement (laughs) dude cauliflower ear is no joke
0: yeah (laughs) that said mike tyson fighting is one graceful motherfucker so if you're attempting to charm that tavern maid pick a fight first
1: he's he's also a pretty funny guy i I love see the comedy (laughs) sketches i've seen him in I like it. His portrayal of Herman Kane back in the day during the (laughs) elections was was amazing.
0: (laughs) I've often tried to take a stab, and I actually just uh, restarted it on redefining what stats should be. And I thought things like, um, and I'm very sorry, Kevin, but I, I thought speed should be taken out as a stat. I also thought physical beauty should be taken out as a stat yeah i can agree on that i actually developed a set of stats not like for a game i'm working on just a little while ago and if with your permission i'd I'd like to read off what i think stats should be you good with that
1: oh yeah yeah let's let's take this into a completely non-palladium tangent okay love it
0: musculature Mm -hmm. uh that's your analog for strength Instead of agility, uh, I'm going to go with deft- deftness. How well you move, how how pl- plastic your brain is, also
1: plastic.
0: Yeah, the the, the deftness is not only quick footed and and agile, but it is it is also uh, a certain mental agility as well. Are, are are you deft? Are you clever? Are you capable?
1: You mean? I um, think maybe elastic yeah yeah
0: okay well the plasticity is is another term for it oh you're right um and then there's then there's toughness and those those are your three physical stats and then for your mentals i was thinking willpower and of course just intelligence your book learning and you know your street smarts um but i i wanted to add a third one which was wit how how quick you are upstairs like that that would that would be social encounters that would be social graces that would also be what is my enemy doing i can't see him but that is a good place for you to move to i wonder if he's over there now it's it's just it's just that that native sense and that experience and i i thought that was a a good a good thing to have and then i i only had two more and that was uh instead of like physical beauty or charisma or anything like that I, I thought a good a good place to put that would be in grace. Because there are ugly motherfuckers who are beautiful on the dance floor. And there are ugly motherfuckers who are beautiful when they fight. You know, there there are there are people out there who, who they're very their very grace or their eloquence, both physical and mental, is what makes them exceptional. The last one's luck. What? You need to have The last one's luck. Luck is a real thing and you need to sacrifice whatever you want to it because it is a fickle mistress. <laughs> but... mm-hmm. And those are the stats I've been working on.
1: What are you going to be doing with this
0: system? I have no idea yet. I've just, <laughs> you know, I, I've played enough role-playing games now. I'm, I'm in my 40s, and I've probably played maybe 50 different discrete role-playing systems, even if it was only for a night. And I've never felt satisfied completely with one. So I'm going to take a shot at one and let other people be dissatisfied with that.
1: I think that's the way to go about it. I think if you have gotten to a point that you've read a lot of games and you you haven't quite found something that's satisfying and you're you're tired of being like, Oh, I'm interested, I want to play something like this, and everybody's like, dude, you should just go play X, but X is really just nothing but the the buzzword game of the week that Will Wheaton yeah. talked about or something. You're like, no, that still doesn't satisfy me. I think everybody needs to try their hand at coming up with their own system. I Yeah. It could end up being glorious. It could end up being an exercise in frustration. But but trying your hand at like like complete game design is, it's a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: And that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So what to tie it back in, what I'm doing is I'm taking all the house rules that I like from every system that I like. Yeah. And and kind of tying it all back in together.
1: So there is a term that is adjacent to that. And you haven't reached that point yet, but I'm going to educate you on this term. And the term is called the heartbreaker. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we've spoken of this before. Yeah. <laughs> the heartbreaker is is something similar to that, where somebody's like, you know, I've got all of these things about this, and I'm going to make my own version. the The key defining points, however, of the heartbreaker are... In addition to all of that, one of them is I'm going to make it better. I'm going to take mm-hmm. this game that someone else made and make it better. Like it's the the inability to identify that all you're really doing is just combining house rules, which you've already passed that point because you're already identified exactly what you're doing. And then there's the 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 I don't know anything about game design at Whatever, but I'm going to tell everyone that I've made the best game ever, despite paying not paying any attention to the last forty years of game design. The reason they call it a heartbreaker is because when that happens, usually you look at the game and you're like, "That's one really cool concept that you actually have in there that you could build the whole thing about that you 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 know this this one rule or something that you developed like it's just like a stroke of genius, but the rest of it breaks my heart.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and. one thing I'm trying to be real conscious of is not to be too derivative of anything else because there's a certain truth to everything's been done before. Yeah. But there's also a certain truth to, well, okay, now you're just stealing.
1: (laughs) Well, first off on a, on a very basic level here, game mechanics cannot be copyrighted. So you can take whatever game mechanic you want. You can steal. You, you you can and should steal heartily from everyone else because if they've done it before and that works, you can take that as the foundation and be like, you know, I, I like the way that you did that, but I've got this idea that if we tweak it just this new way, it will create a whole new, if not refined experience. And that's fine. I Every game that I have developed has been inspired by another game. Hell, Hammer Crawl, none of that shit's original. <laughs> is glorious <laughs> <laughs> and I come right out and say it even in, in the rules manual that I've been putting together for Hammer Crawl I'm like look this rule system is highly derivative of a whole bunch of games which are better which you should probably go play instead <laughs> <laughs> Uh I'm sorry. I dragged us real far afield there. Back to Palladium. <laughs> I mean, whatever. That's what we do. We got to fill some time here because this whole episode is built upon one single quick idea, which I've already explained. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's there's a lot about Palladium that recommends itself. One of the problems I had is attempting to streamline what is, in effect, a fairly crunchy game. Like, it's... So some of it didn't feel right, like when, um, like when we uh, simplified combat rounds,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that troubled me a little bit. I, I, I as a combat-oriented character, like I need, I need my five attacks. I need. Them.
1: <laughs> I get it. Yeah, and we actually talked about that in one of our house rules episodes previously. Yeah. The, the taking what you have and simply breaking it into three smaller rounds. So you have like micro rounds or every round is actually three rounds kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I just, um, I suppose l- let's, let's step back and just examine the the concept of house rules. House rules are, it, they're an experiment. Like <laughs> you'll get an idea yep. and then you'll put it in front of your group and you'll, and you'll see if it works or not. And sometimes they do. And that's great. And that becomes something that you carry forward, but don't be too down on yourself. If, if If your house rule yeah if it doesn't because it's it's an experiment and sometimes you will you will transmute that lead into gold and sometimes you will just be left with sludge and that's that's just that's just part of what you're doing when you deviate from the rules don't let other people get down on you for it either like it's 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 much harder to experiment than to bitch bitching is easy anyone can bitch anyone can complain and go oh no that was dumb taking a shot and trying something new is always harder and do that you you should do that that's one of the things that humans should do and you know that that's that's a grand grand statement but you know in 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 role playing games that's something you should do too and it's it's harder there because Man, does do the dreaded rule lawyers live here like n- nowhere else in the cosmos? <laughs> I mean.
1: Oh, and especially with Palladium games. I've encountered more rules lawyers with Palladium games than I have with old school D&D. Now, caveat. Fifth edition d and has some of the worst fucking rule lawyers I've ever met in my life or interacted with on the internet. Ugh. God, it just makes, makes my blood boil. <laughs>
0: man i've tried i have i i don't know if you can see it but i have a whole like 20 oh yeah all the five ebooks yeah well a lot of them not all of them because they churn them out way too fast but you know we tried it and then people donated some and i'm just man i want to like it <laughs> i really do but
1: yeah it's it It doesn't it doesn't satisfy me no i'm just leaving it at that I yeah. don't want to turn this into the bitching about D&D, but fuck, 5e just does not satisfy me.
0: Well, you know what's what's kind of more like uh more like Palladium, Second Ed.
1: Second, second ed, ed feels film very, yeah, very Palladium to yeah. me. There was a time in my childhood where we were going back and forth between Palladium and Second Ed super easily. Like mm. I remember we even had our own conversion rules for it.
0: Yeah, th- I I think the the, the assumptions at the time of what a game was was very similar uh, when both of these were being written. So, yeah, that's that's a, an easy step back and forth.
1: Yeah. Palladium is one of those games that is so easy to house rule. I don't know if anyone out there actually runs it without house rules. I don't think it's possible because there's so much left open ended. There's so many spots where the GM has to make rulings that mm-hmm. become house rules.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the the whole unleash your imagination bit. Exactly. And and that's been there from pretty much from the beginning. It's just that there's a lot of space. There's a lot of info you can take and you can you can bring into your game, but there's always the permission, and that's one of the things I truly love about Palladium. There's always the permission to make it your own. And it's explicitly stated in most of the games.
1: The first time i ever took my pen to paper to write a role-playing game it was really just me rewriting the palladium system i took the stats and renamed them i think i made it 10 stats because 10 is high bigger number than eight and you want more numbers more numbers gamers
0: love bigger numbers
1: (laughs) <laughs> but essentially, I just wrote my own hacked version of Palladium. <laughs> I probably still have all my old notebooks somewhere. <laughs> I know I found some of my old character sheets from middle school. Like, holy fuck, <laughs> that kind of blew my mind. Oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine still holding on to all the,
0: those things. Like, I I have my special characters folders, like the ones that mean something to me. But I mean, God. I- how many characters would you say you've played over the years? Oh dear God.
1: Hundreds, know. thousands, I mean. I would say the number of characters that I have played over the year is not enough. That's also a good answer. That is also correct. <laughs> but I haven't specifically held on to characters. I did hold on to a lot of my old world-building notes from mm-hmm. or or like, you know, game campaign ideas. Cause, you know, one day I'm going to regurgitate this into something else. And, yeah. And through that ended up being stacks of characters shoved into the pages or finding old character sheets inside a game book that I've had since I was twelve. You know? Yeah.
0: It's it's fun because you you pick up one of those and you're immediately transported to where you were then. Yeah. Like your your assumptions come out on the character sheet fairly easily at the time.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Just it's nostalgia and it just, yeah. just hits you really hard. Uh so okay. Topic of house rules. What would you say, role-playing-wise, is the first or the biggest early house rule that you incorporated in a game?
0: Uh, honestly, it would, it would be uh, the, the semi-official stat roll change. 3d6, drop one. We were doing that before it uh, dropped the lowest. 4d6, drop, drop one. Yeah. We were doing that before it was uh, officially sanctioned. Yeah. It became rule rule of
1: thumb. Mo- most people do that now, or at least have done it. We when for for rolling stats, ours back at the time we did four d six, drop lowest, re roll ones and twos. Yeah,
0: yeah. Some version of that was probably the the very first house rule that
1: that I ever ran across. And I think the one that always immediately followed was max your hit points at level one. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because nobody wants to spend that much time making a character for them to die in the first room.
0: Yeah. I mean, the kobolds only hit for three, but I mean, if you only have four, Mm -hmm. that's a short adventure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. House rules are with us to stay, you know, and as, as you were saying, you should be proud of what you should you know, not be afraid to do it. That's something yeah. that I've struggled with because I am a consummate tinkerer. I tinker, 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 tinker. I do that in every game I run, constantly modifying and tweaking things, oftentimes based upon other people's complaints at the table. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this thing, or, you know, they'll they'll jokingly make fun of something, but uh, they might have minted as like a one-off comment or, you know, a you know, an inconsequential joke to the other people at the table. But as a GM, I hear it and it yeah. sticks with me. And then I ponder it and if not obsess over it and how to make it so that they never make that joke again. Right. Because to right. me, a joke about the way the game works is a complaint. And I don't want people complaining about one ironic game. I want everybody to be, to, to have a, a positive experience. So any, any, even a minor negativity, I'm like, oh shit. Well, I got to change that. I got to come up with a way to make that better.
0: Yeah. Well, um, well, I mean, you're you're also dealing with things like uh, things that that can't be fixed, like uh, you know, character death or or um, severe failure, betrayals in in party stuff like that. But I I like that that your focus, like my focus myself, isn't for everyone to have a good time. When when I when I do it, my focus is for everyone to have one they'll remember and an epic escape. You know, I, I, I want there to be struggle. I want there to be, ah, oh, what the, f-? you know, moments. <laughs> I, I, I want, I want them to feel that, that they have accomplished something, even, even in, in our little make-believe story.
1: Oh, I am totally um, on board with that. I want there to be adversity and accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when people are complaining about the game, <laughs> like, the events of the game are something entirely different. But when they are complaining about, oh, this this di- this die, is stupid. These dice are stupid. The, 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 way this, the way this thing works is stupid. Or, oh, mm-hmm. oh God, it's another podium thing. they I do that one? Oh, oh, oh. I'm <laughs> like, well, you know, uh, how do I make sure that uh, we don't have that derision? Which is most of my house rules are based upon mitigating derision.
0: I have never seen a role-playing game that would, I would consider perfect. Oh, same. Uh, there, 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 there's no such thing. There will, there will always be rough spots in anything. I've never, I've never
1: even seen a video game that was perfect. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn. I will fight
0: nah, you. no, nah, no, it's, it's, it's a great game. Control. It's perfect. Control
1: was fucking perfect.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be a total uh, backwards hat, bro, and say Halo is close to a perfect game.
1: Uh, the original?
0: Yeah. Mu- fucking uh, goddamn well, good game. B- Bungie, Bungie Times, not 343.
1: Like the original Halo, Combat Evolved, yeah. mm-hmm. fucking fantastic game, yeah. yeah. But
0: yeah, it's just there's there's really you, there's going to be flaws everywhere, and that's where that's where the DM or GM has to be, or the storyteller has to be quick on their feet, because, like what you were saying, it's it's a problem, and those problems that happen, those those derisive moments, they they shake the immersion. Uh, that that the person who's bitching is out of character. Then they're they're out of character. They're sitting back at the table. They're not leaning in. They're not hungry at the story. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, the 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 smoothing over of the rough spots. That, that's that's part of your job if you're running it.
1: Yep, I I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, yeah. House rules. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, stats as the basis for skills. Take them turn them into something that is on your character sheet that is going to be used over and over again. I love it. That, that's something like Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay does that, where you're, you roll your base stats and then all of your abilities are based off those stats. It just kind of builds upward. I love it. I love it so much. I
0: have always wanted to see the, the massive combat of Warhammer done more, less wargamey. Or or even just more, more storytelling. And there, there's ways to do that with narrative play and stuff like that, but it's just, it's just not the same. I'd love for someone else to take a stab at that though. At Warhammer? Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Like I've, I've tried different ones. I've tried War Machine. I've tried some of the other different, you know, big, big tabletop battles because those are freaking
1: fun. So are you, I'm sorry, are you looking for somebody to take a stab at the setting and role-playing or mini it's it's the
0: incorporation of the giant war of 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 armies battling but bringing it bringing it more more flavor and less numbers being being more rpg and less wargaming i i'd love to see and i haven't seen it yet i've seen some some brilliant stabs at it but i would i would love to see something that scratches the itch for both this perfect amalgamation it's uh it's, it's it's my own personal unicorn i doubt i'll ever find it but
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's a
0: hard one I, I wouldn't even know where to start with that
1: yeah. i i am yeah i tried that back in the day i used to run iron kingdoms is the name of the mm-hmm. setting which uh at the time was a d20 setting for uh 3.5 edition and iron kingdoms is full metal fantasy it's how it was built. And Iron Kingdoms eventually spawned a minis game called War Machine, which then spawned yeah. another minis game called Hordes. Both are still alive and kicking. So alive and kicking. Well, I remember I built a campaign up to this point and had this planned out this epic minis battle that was going to conclude a major chapter. And built out, I had like, you know, Start. I was starting to actually gather materials to build a set for this battle. Mm-hmm. And then the game fell apart. Uh, <laughs> it's like, just, ah, yeah.
0: And it's hard because like the, the buy-in for something like that, it's, it's, it's expensive,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Well, I, I managed to not spend the money yet. As I was <laughs> gathering very the components good. for the set. I wanted to make sure I could even build the set before I got the rather expensive privateer press fucking miniatures but I, I was like minis aren't going to be enough to pull off what i want to do it needs yeah. to have there needs to be dimension to it mm-hmm. and uh so i'm really glad it when it can't it uh it ended when it did it saved me a lot of money i i think
0: the reason i really like uh the tabletop wargaming is because when it's well done the the immersion is almost complete like you're down there you're looking at it you can see it you know what's happening because you you can see it. And not see it in the mind's eye, but see it right there in front of you on the table. And I I want to bring that to... I, I want role-playing games and that to coincide in a way that doesn't take three weeks to have a turn. Which is yeah. going to be very hard.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Yep. Wholeheartedly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh if, if anyone wants to talk to me about that, go ahead and hit me up in the Discord because yeah. I'm drawing a blank.
1: Yeah. Well, that was our talk on house rules again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I honestly
0: I like these these free forms because yeah. we, we get a lot of of interesting places in them.
1: Yeah, I think these are where our ideas begin to come out and we actually break out, dig a little deeper into what makes us passionate about gaming. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, on a, on a side note here, we're on, uh, uh, Microsoft teams today. I'm, I'm looking into NPCs, beautiful recording studio. And whenever you speak, I, I have you full screen, right? And your name's down in the, in the bottom left. And whenever you speak your, your light bar on the, on the sound goes off
1: under your name. And that's kind of cool. Oh, neat. <laughs> yeah. There it goes. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I finally figured out how to get this camera doing it's uh, full 60 frames per second so yeah that's that's nifty looking good there buddy yeah yes. look, looking real good <laughs> all right and on that note <laughs> <laughs> on that note <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right thanks for tuning in everyone if you have any ideas on any of the things we've talked about today we would love to hear about it on the discord uh you can join us at uh breakfast puppies on, on the discord or you can stop by glitterboys.com .org .com, .com. .net, .tv .eu. <laughs> <laughs> Just.com.
1: remember it's b-o-i-s
0: yes yes and we would love to hear from you we we'd like to crowdsource information the the more people who chime in with ideas the better our own ideas become we yeah i if you have an idea on how to bring tabletop wargaming and role-playing games together in a in an actual reasonable way fuck i'd love to hear about it if you have a great way or a great set of, uh, of, of house rules for Palladium or honestly, any of the major systems out there, we would love to hear about it. New ideas, the melting pot of ideas on how to take a game and make it slightly better. They're beautiful things. And if you got something, we'd love
1: to hear it. And if you've done it before, share your story. But also, pop on in and join our book club for the month of February. We are doing Robotech Genesis by Jack McKinney. It is the first of the Robotech series of adaptations of the television show. It, I think it's kind of young adulty, but it's really good for what it is, which is an uh, fuck, adaptation it, it, of an anime.
0: It it is really good, honestly, yeah. especially when you get into the later ones where you're dealing with the Masters or and the invid Invasion far superior to the to the
1: cartoons yeah so pick up a copy on amazon or from your local goodwill where it's probably super cheap they probably got 30 of them it's it's a good book it's a short read it's a slim book it's it's about the size of one of those choose your own adventure novels from back in the yeah. day yeah about the same uh printing size you, you could probably finish it in a weekend if not a day yeah yeah
0: all right everyone well thank you we'll see you next time
1: see you This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org.
0: All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again. If if you have any ideas on any of the strange myriad topics we've brought up tomorrow, we would love to hear you. Your, uh, fuck, I, I can't speak. Let's try that again. <laughs>